Did you ever have to make up your mind? Did you ever have to finally decide? Say yes to one, let the other one ride? Not, not always easy, not often kind. Did you ever have to make up your mind? Making up your mind is hardest when it's a matter of the heart. What's in your heart today? What is your core? What is your center? Or to put it another way, what is your ultimate concern? In other words, what is God to you? Is it money? Or sex? Or power? Is it love? Is it truth? Is it eternal life? Is your mind set on human things or divine things? Are you on the side of Satan or of God? On the first day of the most recent Senate impeachment trial, don't worry, I'm not going to talk about politics. I am happy to talk with you about politics, and so imagine it's Father Edward or Father Nicholas over coffee, but not here, not now. Now I want to talk with you about the book of Genesis the plays of Shakespeare, the Gospel of Mark, today's Gospel lesson, a poem by Wallace Stevens, a book by Scott Peck, and Lynn. <laughs> but I want to begin by referencing not the impeachment trial itself, but the prayer that was prayed before the trial began by the Senate chaplain. He began by quoting a new, the New England poet, James Russell Lowe. Once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth with falsehood for the good or evil side. And then he said, Mighty God, could it really be that simple? Could it really be just truth, just truth, striving with falsehood, and good striving against evil? In the book of Genesis, Adam and Eve are placed in a garden. In the middle of the garden, are two trees, a tree of life and a tree of death. If they choose the tree of life, they must let God be God. If they choose the tree of death, they will be choose to, be, to try to become God. 
and to determine good and evil for themselves. In other words, at the center of human existence comes moral choice, a moment to decide for the good or evil side. You know that the plays of Shakespeare are five acts. The crisis or turning point in the play comes in the middle of act three. In Hamlet, for example, the crisis comes when Hamlet comes upon the king in prayer and decides not to do his duty as prince and execute the king for treason, but rather to damn the king's soul to hell. The Gospel of Mark has 16 chapters. In the middle of chapter 8, Jesus asks his disciples what people are saying about him and who they think he is. Peter says, you are the Christ. And then, as we heard this morning, Jesus began to teach his disciples that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering. But Peter began to rebuke him. Then Jesus, turning and looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Mark places this central crisis in the life of Jesus at the center of his gospel. Jesus has to choose what it means for him to be the Christ. This is at the core of who Jesus is. This is his center. This is his moment to decide. This is his confrontation with Satan. The poet Wallace Stevens wrote about the importance of the center. In his little poem, The Anecdote of the Jar, he wrote, I placed a jar in Tennessee. The wilderness rose up to it and sprawled all around, no longer wild. The jar took dominion everywhere. The jar was gray and bare. It did not give of bird or bush like nothing else in Tennessee. The jar becomes a center. The jar puts everything in relation to that center. Some things are nearer. Some things are farther away. The jar takes dominion. It gives order to the slovenly wilderness. The jar is also not a part of nature. It is like nothing else in Tennessee. M. Scott Peck, who is known to you most recently 
for his study of human evil is most famous for his bestseller, The Road Less Traveled, a new psychology of love, traditional values, and spiritual growth. He writes that life is difficult, but most people are lazy and choose the easy way. But as Jesus teaches, the way that leads to destruction is wide, but narrow and hard is the way that leads to life. The road less traveled, says Peck, is the way of love. And love demands deny, delaying self-gratification accepting responsibility and a commitment to truth. Spiritual growth involves constantly confronting competing claims of truth and falsehood, of choosing the good or evil side. This is what Jesus is trying to teach his disciples and us. If we would be his followers, we must choose the road less traveled. We must have him at our center. If we would walk in love as he loved us, we must deny ourselves. For love demands that we not make ourselves the center. Love demands setting aside our own gratification for the needs and happiness of others. And we must take up our cross. We must accept the cost and pay the price that comes from loving. And we must follow Jesus. That is, we must walk in the way of love. We must seek the truth. We must choose not to save our life, immediate gain, passing pleasure, or worldly power, but eternal life. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. The disciplines of Lent are about creating a center in ourselves. They are about denying ourselves so that we might take up our cross as disciples of Jesus and follow him to the moments of trial and crisis in our life. Our Lenten disciplines help us to make Christ the center so that we can gauge things in relation to that center so that we can recognize that some things are nearer to the center and therefore nearer to Christ than are others. So that in the strife of truth with falsehood, when comes our moment to decide, we can choose the good and not the evil side. So that our minds can be set on the things of God and not on human things so that we can recognize the temptations of Satan 
and choose wisely as if our life depends upon it.